Joshua Gray. Scott. Full government, bro. Trying to get you doxxed. <laughs> yes, swatted like we're fourteen-year-old Twitch streamer. Man, we start doing this live. Imagine and people start swatting us. That'd be sick. I'd be so about it. Police search warrant. Police search warrant. Man, I've been watching a lot of cops on uh, YouTube lately, and that would be terrifying, honestly. What cops have you been watching? I don't know. Whatever I've been watching has been involving like a lot of um, forced entries. <laughs> And cops are really loud and obnoxious when they raid you, I've seen. They just yell and bang, and then I think their intent from the start is to use some form of battering ram to knock your door down, because that must be the fun part. And then they just come in screaming. Screaming? Yeah, because they've got things called no-knock warrants now. What's a no-knock warrant? Like, they don't need to announce themselves if it's a particularly dangerous situation. Aren't cops like vampires, though? You have to invite them in before they can be <laughs> effective. I think that's it. I think they changed the rules so that cops could just bust in because that's how they killed that woman they went in the wrong house oh, that's america though yeah yeah not here oh yeah i was talking about here yeah. aussie cops and hearing that police search warrant in an aussie accent screamed is it's really quite grating it is that would be way worse i was, I was listening to something today of um on software underbelly and this guy was saying that the dea cops in the states raided him like he was in a car and they jumped out and had guns on him and they were like, we're dead, we're dead. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? And it was like drug enforcement agency detectives. <laughs> it's like, that's confusing. Surely you would just be like, we're DEA. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. That's very strange. You don't want to do anything. If the cops are yelling at you like that, you'd be like... Yeah, I would uh, Yeah, I would be terrified, honestly. You ever been in a police raid? <laughs> yeah, so on. No. No, I haven't. I know someone close to me, i.e. family member, uh, that has. Yeah, and it's partially my fault. That's why I'm kind of laughing. In my younger days, I might have had like a little bit of a green thumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I derived so much enjoyment from this particular pastime that I gave a full setup to a family member to be able to do the same thing. And he had some success albeit very short-lived, because I think his neighbours cottoned on. With some indoor horticulture. <laughs> indoor <laughs> horticulture, yeah. Yeah, we're growing some fresh herbs. Yep. Oregano. Uh, yeah, this man's house got raided. And he rang me. I was on the golf course at like 7am. I was with my boss, and this person calls me up and is like, I'm currently being raided. Cops came in and found his little setup, and... <laughs> <laughs> I had a setup running as well. I'm like, if they've sprung him, I'm fucking next. And then the problem was my girlfriend was still asleep at my house. And she had no idea that in the next room, I was growing some tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and she was not particularly tomato friendly. <laughs> so I had to ring up my friend and be like, dude, go to my house. You're going to have to tell her what's going on. But you're going to have to go straight into that room pull all the tomatoes out and then put them in a bin somewhere far away, away from me. <laughs> Once you've done that, we're fine because it doesn't matter if the lights and stuff are there. It's just the products themselves, the tomatoes. She hit the fucking roof. I can't believe you're growing tomatoes in this house. <laughs> right next to where I sleep, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Good dance, fucking tomatoes. <laughs> Chill, relax. They come from the ground. Exactly. I just helped them with LED lights. It's and natural. H meter. God. If God didn't want us to have tomatoes, he wouldn't have them grow so easily. Exactly. 
Some they grow like weeds. Some would say yeah. tomatoes are great for my arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> what was the charge? I don't even think it's on his record anymore. I think it's a spent conviction. Had all of my equipment destroyed, unfortunately. Probably fortunately, to be honest. That would have gone on the auction site. Yeah. Possibly, they normally jacked out yeah. and chuck yeah. it on there, too. Possibly, actually. There's so many jet skis and dirt bikes yeah, on there, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ross's auction. Yeah, I'm on there all the time, yeah. just looking, just perusing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, though. I've never been to the fucking auctions. I don't know what I did with my other stuff, to be honest. I don't know where that's kicking around. I still think there's a carbon filter stashed under the floorboards in this house, eh? That's just where we hit it. <laughs> I think it's still there. Someone's going to be doing some archaeological digging in the next 150 years and find some poor dude's tomato growing setup. So that was the end of your market gardening? Exactly, yeah. Never market gardened again, actually. <laughs> that was the... That's a pretty close call. It's understandable you ejected from such things. I think the worst part of it was that I don't think they were going to... Well, they obviously didn't come and raid me, so I actually think I would have been fine. And they were very close to being fully grown tomatoes, too. God damn, they were tasty. But... I got a story... There was a point in time where people were getting raided. It was always popping up in the paper. It was kind of the start of the thing where like school teachers were getting done for having pedophile shit on their computers and it was in the papers all the time. And one of my good friends from growing up from high school, do you remember when you used to, like when you were like 18, 19, porn wasn't like super available necessarily on the internet, but people would always download it off LimeWire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone back then just had thousands of CDs in their room all the time. And it was just like various burnt albums on them and like different things. And I found this disc in his room that was called Prom. Prom? Prom. Ah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take that and have a look. See if I can peruse through some new Prom. Did you sequester this Prom disc or was it it allowed to like... I can't remember, to be honest. I remember stole just it, didn't good. Yeah, it was likely that I it stole it. It was pirated prawn twice. It was. It definitely was. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to grab this and I'll have a bit of a peruse through. And this was probably the first time that I realized that people watch different porn. Ah. I was very straight-laced with pornography. Mm-hmm. I was very much like high production quality, some Brazzers quality. So you're looking for that pretty wholesome studio kind pretty of. Pretty wholesome, but very AAA, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't into the uh, the amateur stuff. Okay. And um, I put the disc in my desktop computer with like a CRT screen. I'm just scanning through what's in there and it's all pretty grim. It made me realize I was like, oh, my friend likes different porn. But mm. then I like... Your friend's depraved is what you Yeah, saying. and I'm just gunning through it and I'm like, whatever. This is kind of fucking all pretty gross. Chucked it aside into my pile of a thousand CDs that were at my house. Anyway, I wake up one morning. I wake up to a text from him and he's like, Dude, my dad just got raided for child porn. They've taken my computer. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like, what? So I wake up like blurry eyed. I read this message and I'm like, man, the fuck? Like, you obviously when you hear that about someone, you're like, I'm thinking about his dad. And I'm like, oh, that's creepy as hell. And I was like, I'd kind of grown up around this dude. So I'm like, what's their cameras? And then this fucking lightning bolt of like fear pops into my head. And I'm like, I never looked through everything that was on this disc. What if that was his dad's disc or he'd like jack stuff from his dad or whatever. And I'm like freaking out. And I'm thinking, man, if they've raided him and like I'm his best friend, maybe they're going to come here. And I don't know what's on this disc, but I fucking have it, right? So I just grab this disc and I like snap it into like 16 fucking pieces. 
And then I run out to the bins and I'm like, no, I can't put it in there. Because <laughs> they're going to be able to do this. So I dropped it in the um, storm drain. <laughs> anyway, I've, I'm wigging, like I'm wigging out hard and I fucking get back. I obviously hadn't replied to that message. And I messaged him and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This is fucking crazy. And then I don't hear from him. And then later that afternoon, he's like, oh yeah, I was fucking joking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the most extreme <laughs> fucking panic, man, because I'm like, dude, I stole these sticks from your house. Could have been something he'd nick from his Imagine dad. stitching your old man up as a kitty fiddle. Oh, she has to fuck Christ, I know. I was like, the best case scenario here is that you're joking. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Definitely made me realize at like a young age that, that people's like kinks and depravity is like different. I think they manifest early. Yeah. Because I know that there was dudes like, I remember talking to guys where I'd be like, you know, you talk about porn and stuff and they'd be like yeah those whores and this and i just <laughs> and i'd be like what are you watching man like i'm not thinking ill of the people that i'm watching have sex like i'm like this is fine this is good this is what they do and um yeah some people just love that like you know second or third page of fucking porn hub shit if it's not on the front page stop scrolling it's only going to get dark as you go further down the path not down with it i mean i just want to see someone get stuck under a bed. <laughs> Good, wholesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone doing the washing somehow gets stuck in the washing machine. <laughs> hey, we've been in this fucking topic before. We have been on this topic before. I'm going to stop talking about porn, man. No, I think it's acceptable. Unless you're one of those people who hatefully watches porn. Yeah. I think some people do, man. Like, I'd... I remember getting someone stoned that never normally smoked weed and he went on a bit of a tirade about it. There was a few of us there and we were like, wow. okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of weed being used as like a truth serum. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But it is for people that don't normally smoke weed. Yeah. Well, I guess you can go either go one or two ways. Either you just like zone out and fucking can't control your own brain or you go on a tirade about Yeah, you're just desperate to connect. You're like, are you as fucked up as I am? And everyone's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Sorry, bro. You're on your own. I was thinking that about weed the other day I was talking to someone about it And they were like um, I can't smoke weed Because it just puts me to sleep Or makes me feel sick And I was like When's the last time you smoked weed And then when we were talking about it They were like Yeah someone gave me a bucket When I was in U12 And I was like Yeah that's enough to kill anyone <laughs> I was like That is not the same As having a toke on a joint No it's very true Do you feel the need To kind of like Save these people That say they Have had a bad experience with it no, I definitely try and educate them in a way where, where I'm just like, yo, there's, you know, there's different strains and they do different things and you probably won't be aware of that. And like, you know, there's, there's ones that'll make you feel, I personally like terrifying weed. Like I like that weed that makes you really like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. That is also what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. And every now I'm just like, oh, I've gone too close to the edge, but I do kind of like that because it makes me assess my life in a little bit more of a macro sense. God, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's good, but it's also, it is also terrifying. So obviously, Indica makes you sleep and then Sativa, you can kind of watch a lot of YouTube on. But I try and kind of explain that to people. But, you know, some people just aren't weed people. You realize that everyone's wired differently. Mm. Like booze is not great for me. Like if I drink heavily, I just feel very lethargic and I start to feel myself a little bit negative. Whereas, yeah, with weed, I'm pretty good. I have a pretty good time. I can't get around the vapes, man. I feel like it doesn't do anything to me. 
oh dude the vapes that i got the other week are crazy i sampled yours yeah if you hit that like you hit this oh really you're going places yeah thankfully i'm nearly done i need to take a break my life is fucking suffering for it you notice because you never quite finished tidying your house like yesterday, I took all of the things, out, all of the condiments that are in my fridge, <laughs> I took them out. And then I washed like, every, you know, like I cleaned my fridge. Like then I took all the things out of my cupboards and I cleaned my cupboards. And then I just gave up and like my house is still a mess. The interior of my cupboards are clean. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've been smoking too much weed. That's what's, that's what happens. Essentially, you're just patching a dike that has multiple sleeks. I was trying to go to the root of the problem. But I needed more of a cosmetic fix. I've got a, I've got a hot take for you. Mm. The root of the problem is you. 100%. <laughs> Dude, I'm fully aware. <laughs> I only say that because I'm the, also the root of my own problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting you said, I had to get to the root of the problem, so I cleaned my fridge. <laughs> because yeah, that's boy, where it all stems for from. a journey of self-discovery, <laughs> that's what you do. You know, you clean to try and peel back some layers. My and then t- as you get too close to the base and you're like, <laughs> I don't like who I am, you stop cleaning. And you go and distract yourself with computer games or YouTube videos. This cleaning is not going to fix you, Scott. No. And the problem is, like, I, I think that the best I can hope for is to, like, band-aid over the problems. Mm. I think if I go too deep and really look at the true issues, it's going to be too overwhelming. And I'm just going to be like, I may as well quit now. I may as well go to the next realm. So Start fresh there. Yeah, I'm just accepting, like, I can probably just sweep everything under the rug. Maybe put some floorboards over that rug and just start the floor a couple of inches higher than it was before. Fair enough. And over time, the memories of what lives under the floorboards will fade. Until it starts to smell. Yeah, true. And someone comes in and has to rip up those And you're like, do I, yeah, do I go to the root of the problem or do I just buy a lot of Febreze? Like, it's, (laughs) that's the thing. Do I pull up some floorboards and lay kitty litter? My toxic trait at the moment is getting my kitchen to a state of complete and utter bombsite and then being like, okay, I need to make lunch now, so I need to cook, but my kitchen is not in a state where I'm able to facilitate that. So I'll clean the kitchen first and then I'll cook. But then when I finish cooking, my kitchen is in the same state as it was prior to me cleaning. Is there a way around this vicious cycle or am I stuck on a rat race of a dirty kitchen for the rest of my life? All I can do is help you by giving you a comparison that is worse, which is me. And then you won't feel as alone. Maybe that's what I need. Dude, I cook. I cook almost every meal. And I use the same fry pan. And quite often I'll just cook and the fry pan will stay on the thing. Like I cook pretty basic stuff. And then I will literally just put a little bit of detergent into that, rinse the water over, give it a quick spin on whatever cloth it happens to be around <laughs> and then cook again and i'm like eh, you know like the heat is going to kill whatever bacteria anyway so we're good and i never got covid so potentially <laughs> that's potentially that's the fix but yeah unless someone's coming to my house i'm an embarrassment like i'm a <laughs> fucking embarrassment and my always thought my first thought is always i'll go to ikea Ikea is going to somehow make it better. It's like, no, you can't make your life better by just buying shitty furniture. My issue is organization, you know? You're going to fucking put up some things so I can store shit better. I have the power to be so ultra organized, but I don't have the power to finish that process. Mm. So like I get there and I'm like, I've got bags. Like I've got like glad bags with USB cables and various different things that are named. And it's like iPhone chargers and like 
because you know you're always like where is one you know you have a hundred of them yeah and i get all of that together and then i start putting them in boxes and doing all of that and then i just give up mm. and then it comes to the time to find an iphone charge and i'm like i know where they all are and then i don't know where they are mm. and then i'm haunted by the idea that there is a bag of them somewhere in my house and i can't find them anywhere it's actually very true i recently organized all of my gopro shit you know you always have sundry fucking accessories when it comes to gopros and i've thought i was very smart by getting like an oakley sunglasses case of which i have multitudes so i was like this can this can work and then i put all of the cables associated with the gopro in there zipped it up put it in a bag that i use for traveling because when you want the GoPro, you're going to be traveling, right? Put it in the Go bag. Exactly. Ready to fucking roll. Ready to go. Hasn't been touched since Japan 2020. Fucking went to give my GoPro to my dad the other day. Open up my GoPro fucking cable thing that I'm so proud of myself having organized. There's no charging cable in there. And you know what the funny thing is? It's got GoPro written on it in big fucking letters. Do you think I can find it in my house? No. What else have I used it for? Your guess is as good as mine, Scott. And you can tear your whole house apart. You're just not going to find it mm-hmm. until the end, until when you give up. Like sometimes I try to give up. Sometimes I try to feign the idea of losing it because I know that I'm eventually going to find that thing. Like I lost a hard drive that had, it was like my backup drive for everything, everything. And I tore this office apart. I tore my house apart. Couldn't find it anywhere. I started messaging like the Airbnb we stayed in in Melbourne. I'm like, man, where is it? I think I had it with me there. Messaging Delby and Finney because I worked out of their studio. Nothing. No one. Then I'm like, they're not looking hard enough. That guy's going to try and fucking extort me with the shit that's on this drive. <laughs> all that way. And I was like, no, this is where like when you finally give up and you just you just let it. You're just like, it's gone. Yeah. It's going to show up. And you find it. So I tried to fake that and um, yeah, that didn't work. And then eventually I did find it like a few days later. But... That was another organizational spree that I went on because I was like, well, while I'm looking for this, I may as well. You know you're going to discover all the other hidden treasures of the world that you won't find if you're looking for them. True. I hate it, man. The things you won't own you. I have a fucking life that is just completely consumed by shit that I bought. It just mocks me from boxes in my fucking spare room. It's just like, (laughs) you never went through with anything. (laughs) Snorkel. There's a snorkel. The snorkel fucking staring at me every time. I looked at your Instagram story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I want to go swimming with sharks. Not because it's necessarily a bucket list tick of mine, but because I have flippers and a fucking snorkel (laughs) and a GoPro and I need to justify it. And the best way to justify it is by swimming with apex predators. Also, have fun on that trip because I am not swimming with fucking torpedoes with daggers in their mouths. All right. (laughs) You can suck me all the way off. I'll swim with sharks as long as they are of the great white variety and I'm in a cage. I trust them more than I trust some fucking little six foot reef shark. Your idea of trust is you being in a cage. (laughs) Yes. Something (laughs) man-made. Well, speaking of sharks though, I went fishing today. eh? You went fishing? I went fishing. I like fishing. I hate fishing. Did you catch any? What are you calling? We me? did. You can never think of me in these times. I have a fishing rod. Colby. <laughs> we left my house at 4.30 a.m. What do you think Scott was doing? He I was awake. went to bed. <laughs> I was awake. Oh. I was literally awake. I watched United play fucking Arsenal. <laughs> and then I had a phone call with my friend. 
and I was awake. And I remember lying there thinking, I was fishing. I didn't get a thing done today because I was just thinking about the great vastness of the ocean. <laughs> Bro, I fucking hate fishing. And today just reminded me of it. I don't know why. I went to Varsity yesterday with my friend and um, just quickly to have a quick burger and a beer. And um, he was like, you want to come fishing tomorrow? We're going to leave. I'm going to leave about 4.30. And I was like, yeah, sounds great. And then immediately in my head, I was like, Josh, one, two things in this world you don't really like. One getting up early in the morning two fishing <laughs> why did you agree to both of them at the same time and honestly i'll start this out by saying it wasn't that bad because i got up at four thirty and my fucking alarm went off i set it to four twenty because obviously tomatoes uh <laughs> i got up at four twenty. i sculled four shots of espresso um but i didn't really get like into my morning routine and then immediately I'm in a car 4.31 he was at my door I got up at 4.20 and I was out the door at 4.31 didn't really get a chance to like have breakfast take a shit like do catch your bearings exactly do any of those ordinary things so then I was just on a boat just like I feel half cooked like a fucking half embryoed embryo that's good it's a good play on words exactly yeah. <laughs> I could have gone deeper with that, but I felt like that was more suitable. Um, and then we went out. And yeah, Colby, to answer your question, we did actually catch a fish. In fact, Josh was the first person to catch a fish. Congrats. What'd couldn't, you get? Couldn't get it off the fucking hook, though, obviously, because I'm a fucking child. It was a flathead, and apparently they're spiky or something. Yeah. Oh, a cobbler? Yeah, flathead. He, it was called a flathead. Is it a flounder? Spikes? The flounders? The, the flat guy that goes on the There's a variety of flathead. Yeah, there's, a, there's various Oh, fucking old mate's getting fucking marine scientists on me right now. You know damn well what I'm talking about. Some spines are more poisonous than others. Oh, right. Which is what I was getting. <laughs> well, thankfully, Matt got a towel and wrapped this thing in a towel. used a towel to fucking stop it from moving around and then got the hook out. But then Matt caught a little jewfish, but apparently we're a week away from a resizing of those. You're allowed to take undersized jewfish. With the demersible ban. Have you heard about this? So the demersible ban is you're not allowed to fish for them at all. So it's yes. probably that that's coming in again. No. Uh, this is after all the Kanye stuff. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> a gay film. <laughs> no. So, all right. I'm going to educate you. I got educated this morning. So the demersible ban is like meant to be six months of the year, right? Or it is becoming six months of the year. Yeah. Ordinarily, I think you could take two, but they have to be a certain size. But... What they say is they, this particular fish, Jewfish, and I think barramundi have like trauma when they're brought out, especially from the Barra deep. trauma. Barra trauma. So what they're saying is when you catch one that's undersized, throw it back, there's a high probability it's going to die. So they're saying, okay, you can keep the ones that are technically undersized, but you can only have two. So I think it's basically the first one you pull out, first two you pull out are yours, irrespective of what's happening. So and then afterwards- a week he... away from being able to keep that fish. But then afterwards, you catch them, and they're like, "Yeah, you got to throw a barbecue; it's going to die from trauma anyway." So that that whole thing is to curb because uh, you're only allowed two. Everyone goes fishing; they get their first two, but then they catch a bigger one. They go, "Ah, oh, throw that one back." Two, I'm going to throw back the small one. So they're right. curbing that. Right. You're supposed to have a release weight as well to send it back to debt slowly, oh. so we can relieve the barrow trauma. That's apparently a rule that's coming in. How the fuck do you affix a weight to a fish? No idea, but there's. 
There's a thing on the internet where they show you how to do it. You just tie it on with a shoelace. I can just to the tail. Sleep with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little guys. I was going to little traumatized barramundis. To um, with fishing, it's quite like losing something in the house, and I suffer it both. Um, and I find the fabric of the universe knows that you haven't truly given up until you've given up, and only then, when you've truly, at the core of your being, in fact, given up. Will you catch that fit? <laughs> Will you find that thing that you've lost? Well, I gave up quite quickly because I casted probably 10 times. And by casting, I mean I literally just dumped it in the ocean and then let the little fucking hooky boy off the uh, spindle and it just went to the bottom because I think that's what we were doing. But um, all I was doing was uh, feeding them today. They just ate the bait and then that was it. And I think that actually comes down to my inability to uh, bait a hook potentially because they were ignoring the um, the fucking, well, they didn't get zapped by the hook. So, yeah. I went on a little solo mission down to Augusta a couple of years ago. Um, just drove down there, just me, fishing rod, swag. And um, Fuck, you're a strange person, eh? How uh, long ago was this? I'm an outdoorsman. <laughs> He's got to know if you know about me, but I own much North Face. I have a sc- no. I'm not. I, see, I don't even go down the fashionable uh, side of it. I purely am an outdoorsman in the the pure base way. Like, uh, I have swag. It's been seasoned. Well, how do you season the swag? Uh, what you need to do is basically swag. You jizzed in it, didn't you? No, but if if I had enough, that would probably have worked. You, <laughs> you need to pour water on it and then leave it in the sun to dry so it closes up all the holes. Otherwise, first rain, it just seeps straight through. They told me this at Anaconda. And I believe them because I was buying the swag on the way down south. <laughs> yeah, I went down there, bought a moon chair. It's a, a moon chair? A moon chair is one of those chairs that you just grab and you like pull the legs out and it goes, oh, yeah. puffs out and then you sit on it, you fish. Bought a little light that had a USB charger on it. That's a fucking dream. And I just pulled fish in. You got a photo with him. Dude, I, I pulled so many in, in how, the rain. How many do you think you pulled in? About nine. Nine? Yeah, I can, you can, you can check my Instagram story, how, bro. How like, big were they? Big horses? No, they weren't big. They were chilled out little boys. What did you do with them? Just got a little selfie. Yeah. Chucked them back in the ocean. All oh, right, you didn't, you didn't. In the river, in fact. River? Yeah, in the Murchison. Sick. <laughs> you can't fucking touch me on this outdoor. No idea where that is. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? Um, yeah, what, uh, weight line did you use for these monsters? Oh, for this one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes a line. I have no idea, but what I did do was sit in my fucking Mercedes on YouTube to figure out how to put, because I used to fish a lot when I was a kid, but then there was a very large, long break of about 22 years before I did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know how to gut a fish and scale a fish. I know how to do all that. I spent a lot of time doing that when I was a kid. But I was trying to remember how to put together like a, you know, the weight and the yeah. and the hook and all that sort of stuff. Sinker. Yeah. I actually had to ask for instructions as to how to tie one on today, but that's yeah. fine. Well, it's good. It's good fun. I fucking enjoy the. I enjoy the process. It was. It's calming. I might do it again. I want. I want to go down south again. Going down south. So this was what I did because I was having some troubles in my life, and I was like, I just want to get away from everything and just spend a couple of days alone. Reclaim and- nature. Yeah, to some degree, like we used to holiday there when I was a kid and it was just after dad had died, like within a couple of years. And I was like, I'm going to go down there and just, I, 
I'd happened to find myself in Augusta a few months before. I'm walking around the caravan park that we stayed in every Easter and I was like, this feels nice. I want to come back here. Like I had that overwhelming feeling. So I was like, I'm going to drive down there. But I decided at like 11 p.m. the night before that I was going, that I was going to go. And then um, I realized my license was suspended and I didn't have a swag or anything like that or a tent. And it was also a storm. And I was like, we're going to Anaconda and we're just going to go for it. We're just going to see what happens here. And it all worked out. We got to buy a snorkel and a swag. Got a snorkel. Snorkel didn't come with me. <laughs> I do need to snorkel though. I have snorkeling equipment. I inherited that when dad passed, but I it's there. Mm. And it's like... Ready to roll. Yeah. I've even, Actually, I've even got one of those sea do things that you hold on to. It's like a motor underwater. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he... Yeah, yeah. He got it when he was... Um, when he was sick so that he could still get around because he loved that stuff. So I've actually got that. Maybe I'm going to go do that. That's... Maybe you should set a record of like Frio to Perth up the river. On the scooter. Little, with your little handheld fucking... It's pretty fun. That would be pretty it doesn't fun. go very fast, but it's pretty fun. That could be... You could be the Ned Brockman of the Swan River. No joke. Maybe I could just extend... The, the top of the snorkel mm. and just go real deep. Yeah. And just be like, just, <laughs> <laughs> just gunning along underwater. I'd pay good money to see that, to be honest with you. Again, an outdoorsman. <laughs> What's weird about me going on camping trip by myself? I just got the fucking, I got the balls to go out there and just be no, me. No, I like it's ju it's just really funny because it's like it's so you. That's yeah, it's an extreme. It's a yeah. it's an extreme fucking response to it. Yeah, that's that's generally what I do. If I told you I hadn't contemplated driving the Audi down to fucking Denmark and just posting up in a car park somewhere with the roof open and my fucking bed laid out the back, I'd be lying to you. Yeah, it is good, man. It, it's good. I just wrote stuff down. I tried not to use my phone. And um, just cruised around. Plus, you can't sleep in when you're in a swag. You just kind of... And there's no reason to not go to bed. So you're just lying there. And then you're like, time becomes irrelevant. And then, yeah, you kind of wake up because there's dogs barking or kids running around and stuff. It's cool, man. Like, I, I, I did truly enjoy it. I, I do need to go and do it again. I felt something. Just trying to feel, bro. I just want to feel... <laughs> Is that a Robbie Williams? I think it was. Yes, yes, it is. Holy shit. All right, so we've got Patreon. So thank you to the Patreons that have been fully helping us out. So we've already thanked uh, Mr. Whitaker, Brad, Laura. Might as well go through. Yeah, yeah, Brad and Laura. Like Brad. And Kelly. Brad, Laura, and Kelly are squad. They've the been. First three, top three. Yeah. Killers. Absolute killers. And we fully appreciate. In, in all reality, we do fully appreciate you because. It means that if we can get a few of these going, then we can reinvest some stuff into the pod and we can pay some people to help us out and stuff. And it's good. We're up to... I, th I was looking the other day. It's like a ridiculous number of hours yeah. of podcasts that exist now. Yeah. It's actually quite scary that there's that much of us in the ether. Elijah Masoot 
Uh, I, I, I really need... Can you guys send us like a voice a message of how to say your names? Elijah. I like the fucking audible sound of Elijah. Yeah, he's the homie that we helped out with some fucking job advice at one point. I like how we, I say like helped out. We probably did literally the opposite of that, but... Let us know if we, we helped. It. Let us know if our, if, if our um, words held any weight. Uh, Brayden. Brayden's a dog. I speak to him regularly. I've known him for a very long time. Oof. Big Daz. Big Daz Peddler. He's one of the boys. Well, he's going away soon. Yeah, he's gone. He's just taken a job up north, so he's taken off. I wonder if he, he used to run a snorkel. Maybe he probably could. <laughs> he probably could. Um, Tom Moscow. That's Muskarovsky, I reckon. Muskarovsky. Yeah, I've been learning Russian. Yeah, a Russian flower. Our, uh, our predicament. Aaron Gordon, AG. Born in '92. <laughs> Definitely born in '92. What's good, Aaron? Aiden Taylor. Born in 713. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Old as shit, bro. You ought to see what's good, dog. Uh, and finally, our newest patron who's gone 15 bucks a month in a circle. One of only two. Big Campbell Moran, who had actually helped us out on the pod by pressing some buttons a while ago. Wasn't that good at pressing the buttons? I remember doing it. I was like, <laughs> there was a lot of me talking and the cameras on you. Well, that's great. So he's literally <laughs> signed up as one of the closest Patreons we've got. Now you just shit can. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just giving creative fucking criticism. No, Love you, Cam. I think he'll appreciate it because he's always on the uh, path to self discovery and self uh, betterment. But if there's one thing that man can do, it's cook a feed. He can cook a feed. My lanta. My lanta. <laughs> Does that mean that you get heartburn and indigestion? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It actually warms the hearts. Of these two weary podcasters. <laughs> Maybe we can get some more camera adapters now. Yeah, we can definitely afford a camera adapter that Colby fucking bent when we were plugging it in. <laughs> of course, there's nothing but problems. All right, part, man, round two. I hope you fucking respond to this better than you did on the lost pod that we just recorded. Idaho 4. Idaho 4? You haven't thought about this since we spoke about it, have you? It hasn't ruminated in your mind. You can't even remember it. No. All right. So when we did the pod that got corrupted, I was talking about the um, Idaho 4 murders, which went on just before Christmas. So university town, everyone chilling out. Oh, yeah. The it's stabbings. And yeah, the, the stabbings. Yeah, yeah, we may as well fill people in because okay. they're not as up to date as the brilliant layout that I gave you last week that you didn't care about because you had to go for a piss. So there's a guy called... Well, there was Idaho 4. It was four people three girls and one guy all were at university in idaho living on not on campus but it sounds like it was a bit of a university town um two of the girls were out at a bar they left the bar and when they were on their way home they went to like a food truck and the food truck happened to be streaming live on twitch because fuck knows people like watching that sort of stuff in fairness probably for this exact reason um so they were filmed on that and there was a creepy guy kind of following them that was wearing a hoodie. So there was a lot of uh, internet sleuths that were going on about that. And then a guy and his girlfriend had gone to a frat party and they'd come back. There were six people lived in the house in total. Um, it was a three-bedroom university house. So they go to sleep around 4 a.m. Um, there's people upstairs. There's, there's two girls upstairs. There's a guy and a girl downstairs. And then there's a girl, and I think she was with her boyfriend downstairs as well. So the three separate rooms. Some bloke has come in uh, in the dead of the night and murdered the two girls upstairs and the guy and the girl downstairs. 
with a knife and then just exited and everyone was like what the hell is going on like this pretty crazy it sounds like it was pretty gruesome it sounded like the word decapitation was used um anyway the more and more evidence has come out on this thing and they've charged this guy called brian kohlberger who was a um he's a criminal he's studying to be like a, a criminologist right so they've basically found out who he is by doing when they went into the house they found that there was a sheath for the knife that he just left behind so he's obviously you got to get a straight fail on your criminology exam for that alone but if yeah fingerprint on it they managed to figure it out dna on it they managed to figure it out by getting a dna sample of i think his dad they found um his he'd been in dms of one of the girls being like yo how you doing getting a bit getting seen yo how you doing he'd done the yo how you doing quite a few times so was that actually what he said, yo, how you doing? I think it was like, what's good? Oh, baby, okay. baby girl, BB, BB, BBG. What's good, BBG? He deserves to go to jail. What's cracking? BBG. What's your opener? What's my opener? What's your cold open on a DM? Yeah, how do you bait those hooks? <laughs> Just go. <laughs> I don't in have aquatic one. terms, come on. I don't have one. You haven't thrown a cold DM out there? Uh, no. By you as a respond to story, like a... Oh, 100%. Yeah, like yeah, a love heart yeah. eye? I'll, I'll throw out like a little shrimp that way. Yeah. And if I get a bite What's the back, shrimp though? What's the shrimp? Is oh, it a... It'll literally be, it's probably an emoji, I would assume. Yeah, but is it, is it is it the six emojis that it allows you? No, you can add to that. I know, but yeah. it, when you add to it, you're like, I'm, I really care. Uh, it's not just a... I never... It's not a double thumb move. I honestly haven't thought about it that, that, uh, in that depth. It's fucking... If you were pulled in for questioning, these are the questions that you're going to have to answer. Yeah. Is it a is it a fire? Is it a flame? No, that's played out, surely. Is it a clap? I don't know. Because the clap can be like, hey, I'm your friend. I thought the clap and... was prayer hands. No, 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 no. The clap on the Instagram one. Look at it. It's like a... Oh, that one. Applause, yeah. Because yeah. okay. yeah. it gives you the automatic ones. Yeah. I don't think they deserve applause for being hot. So like you're... No, no. Hands. But that's where you can be like, you're my friend and I'm applauding you for being... For, for doing that. Right. Whereas the flame... Is like you're my friend, but I want to fuck. No, I send that that purple one. Looks kind of like an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, look at my outfit, and you're like, I have a penis. <laughs> I'm not saying it's fucking particularly successful, but that's what I'm out here doing. Imagine getting hit with a question mark on that. <laughs> I don't do any of it, dude. It's all simpy behavior. I was showing someone someone the other day on Instagram in here in the office. I was like. Yeah, I was like, oh, do you know this girl? And um, one of the girls in here was like, no. And then she checked her Instagram. And ob obviously, like, everyone else in the office checked her Instagram as well. And they were like... <laughs> it was like... they were Everyone in this office, I'm pretty sure, follows me and you. And it was just like Scott Miller and Josh Gray like that. Like, on all these photos. And I was like, man, I've got to change my <laughs> 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 Shit is awful. You gotta let them know they're doing all right, man. You do, but you only can want. I don't know. Is it without reply? It's weird, dude. It's in a whole new world for me. We've discussed this before, but in this case, Brian was like, um, he was just, he was just banging his head against the glass, you know, the glass door, just being like, mm. hey, 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 like notice me, and she was obviously not doing it, and he was in the thought of like, maybe it didn't send. 
Maybe she just didn't see it. Maybe she saw it and forgot and was like, I'm going to reply to this guy because he's the one. Mm. Either way, his temperature was rising. Temperature was rising. <laughs> and he thought, you know what? If I can't have you, no one will. And I also collect military paraphernalia. Also knives with sheaths. Mm. Um, and off he went. Off he went. And got to stabbing. Jesus. And so, uh, were the other three collateral damage? Well, it's hard to know. So basically, this is where the story gets sketchy as hell. Because there's a surviving housemate. We don't know her name. But it, I'd heard that it was a girl and a guy. Um, the surviving housemate, six people in the house, four of them get murdered. The surviving housemate, 4 a.m., they hadn't gone out that night. So the two girls had gone to a bar. The guy and the girl had gone to a frat party. They'd all arrived home roughly the same time. Um, the surviving housemate is just like chilling, sleeping, whatever. She wakes up because she hears a bit of a ruckus going on upstairs and she hears a dog barking. And she's like, that's weird. So she opens the door, looks outside, doesn't see anything. And she's like, oh, the girls have come back drunk. They're playing with the dog. It's a share house. And they're like, whatever. Anyway, then she wakes up again. She hears crying and she hears the dude going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she's like, the freaky shit's gone on upstairs. That's weird. Again, opens the door, looks out just to see there's some sort of a commotion. But again, it's a share house. It's whatever. Then she hears some shrieking and various bashing around. And she's like, what the fuck, man? So she's obviously hit the point where she's like, I'm going to fucking tell these people to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. Opens the door, sees a man descending the stairs with a knife in his hand and a balaclava on. And she can identify that he has bushy eyebrows. And she identifies his eye color. So they're obviously looking at each other. Mm. And he's like, you know what? I'm good. Fall's good. Fall's good. I'm going to bounce. Allegedly. And then she's like, you know what? Man in a balaclava with a knife. I'm asleep on it. I'm just going to go back to bed. I'm just going to crash. And then tomorrow I'll assess this situation. She wakes up. There's murdered people everywhere. Potentially heads not completely attached to bodies. And she calls the police and she's like, man, the fucking, my roommates are dead. This is crazy. And the police are like, we're on our way. And then they're like, any reason that you're alive? She's like, nah. Oh, I was just crashing and they're like, anything we should know? And she was like, well, now that you mention it, if I had to put my finger on anything, it'd be the balaclavered man with bushy eyebrows and yeah. a particular eye colour holding a knife coming down the stairs. And we didn't even have a birthday that night. No cake cutting was involved. Nothing. So either they have a weird BDSM house that everyone was just like, that's pretty normal behaviour. I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Shit can get weird. I've not seen Fifty Shades of Grey because... I also haven't, but it was for fucking comedic <laughs> effect while you were my joke. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so the surviving house, mate, definitely... Definitely has some shit to do with this. 100%. So the Brian Kohlberger, I feel bad, and I don't feel bad for Brian Kohlberger if he's got out there and got a bit murdery. It sucks now because when people get murdered, you can see how happy they were when they were on TikTok just before they died. True. These girls like dancing and then like ducking down and then there's other people behind them dancing and you're like, oh, you're all dead. Maybe they deserved it if they're doing that on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. You have TikTok. Yeah, but I've done shit on it, bro. 
Yeah, so you're just brain Kohlberging your way through fucking and, TikTok. And I flick through girls dancing provocatively almost immediately. <laughs> you're like, oh, I would kill that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you agree with Brian Kohlberg? Sharpen my knife. <laughs> Although I would be literally zero danger to anyone being murdered because I probably couldn't find my balaclava. I probably would have put it in my stabbing. Dude, exactly. And couldn't find my stabbing. Yeah, where's my stabbing, where's my stabbing bag? Exactly. My it's stab- clearly marked. Exactly. With all of my stuff ready to go in glad bags, balaclava on the left, stabbers on the right. Can't in fairness, it. I think Brian Kohlberg has had the same issue. He's hey. very prepared and then he's gone there. He's got to stab in and he's like, where's my sheath? Who are we to be so judgmental of him for being so organized? But he left the sheath. Imagine that, man, because that is not a fucking hard so, drive. As a rookie error, especially as a criminologist, I mean, I've seen at least three seasons of CSI Miami, and that's the first thing you te- they teach Dude, you. Dude, never leave the sheath behind. Especially the sheath. Don't even leave a hair behind. Dude, imagine being a... This is the thing, because imagine if you got to killing in the mid-80s. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try real hard. In the mid-80s, you got to killing. You were just like, you know what? Or carefree. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? I can just semen, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I can shave hair. my head. I shave my head in the fucking bathroom. Shave your hair there. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. You can you can do whatever you like, mm-hmm. and you just like provided there's no fingerprints. You're sweet. We are good. There was apparently some psychos that used to do a bit of the melting on the on the fry pan. That's a lot. Yep, just to get rid of them all together. Wow, wow. To, yeah, it's like getting your tubes tied. <laughs> okay, think about it. <laughs> Well, it's... Well, you never have to wear gloves again. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That was actually real good. I like that. I appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, and then you were just like, we're good. And then you're watching Jurassic Park. You're just like, Jurassic Park 1 comes out, 89, 90, 91 maybe. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, DNA. Heard of it? thing. Making dinosaurs from it theoretically. Don't use an amber. And you're like, you're fucked. You can just what, like, make it from like a tiny little thing, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, okay. And you're a little bit suspect. You're like, well, there's no dinosaurs walking around, so DNA is just as ludicrous as dinosaurs. And then it's just like, CSI in Miami, and you're like, I'm fucked. And you are, you're fucked. You're completely fucked. You're like, we we fully have all the all of this evidence this your semen is everywhere you yeah. left it you traveled 30 states just jizzing everywhere jizzing off on things you weren't even raping you were just killing and then jerking off and that's it you're done you really built that I like that <laughs> you'd be shitting it because hey? imagine now like imagine committing what, I mean you shouldn't be out killing even though people say you know even though everyone seems to love it I think because it doesn't happen anymore. I think the serial killer stuff just doesn't happen anymore. So people are like, we look at, if people look at Ted Bundy stuff with this like. Serial killer doesn't, 100%. This, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think people look back on the serial killer thing as a lost art. They're like, oh, it's there's like a segue. romanticized Not even a segue, it's on the same milk. But we have discussed here before how like um, serial killing has almost been replaced by like mass shooting. Yep. Do you know how many mass shootings USA have had in 23 days of 2023? I do not. 26. Jesus. You know what's good though? And this isn't obviously good, but they've actually started. This was like a, you know, they talk about institutionalized racism. This is something that 
has happened in America over the last like three or four years, they used to not class gang killings as mass shootings. Ah, so a mass shooting. I think. Can you look this up, Colby? A mass. Sh- what's what I what define? No, do it on the computer so we can see it on here, which is why we have this set up. What defines so, a mass shooting? A mass shooting apparently is a shooting where two or more people are hit. Is it two I or believe. more? I think it's two or That's more. That's a wild Saturday night, bro. Mass shooting attacker kills or injures multiple individuals simultaneously using a fire. Yeah, but how do you define multiple? What is multiple? Go, yeah. How many does it need to be? At, at, actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a Three or area. more. Three or more. Yeah, mass oh, killing yeah. is three or more killings in a single incident. I would so say this three was or happening. more killing is a mass killing. Mass. A mass shooting. Like, I think it is. Like, I mean, I mean, but what they were saying was they re, uh, they used to just do that as like a gang violence thing. And then they'd say mass shooting was like when white kids got killed at a school. Mm. And then they were like, you know what? This is all the same shit. Like, it's all fucking awful. It's still people just rocking up and killing people. Yeah. So when they changed that um, directive or whatever, they, they, when they changed the classification, that's where all the stuff comes out where they're like, there was this many mass shootings. It's like, yeah, because you guys have guns and criminals and there's fucking crazy shit going on. Mm. Um, there was one Chinese New Year, like 10 people murdered two yeah, days yeah. ago. It was, yeah, it was yesterday. You know what's fucked up about that is that sucks. Like it fucking sucks. Shouldn't, absolutely shouldn't happen. But I, I'm on Twitter and you just see every fucking post is like, people just grandstand now on that. Instead of being like, before it would be like, you know, thoughts and prayers to the the Asian community because it was an Asian community that got shot up. I also think it was an Asian dude. Was it? So let's not get to... Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, it's, it's regardless of who did it, like it was an Asian community. But in Twitter now, it's like people are just stacking these things on top of each other. So they're like, my thoughts and prayers go out to the 10 people that were that were murdered in this and how dare the media for not covering this because it's Asians and you don't care about them and that's part of the problem. It's like... Shut the fuck up. Like, why does it suddenly have to be like, like, I would never in my fucking life see something bad that happened and then go, all right, that's happened. I feel bad about that. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm also going to allow this to reposition me as someone that is more virtuous than you. Mm. Like, that is disgusting, dude. It just seems a weird thing to grandstand on where it's like, it's not enough now to just be like, oh, hey, it's fucking terrible that this happened. It's like, this happened and how dare you for not talking about it. Mm. It's like, should we all be fucking talking about this all the time? Like bad shit's happening constantly. All over the place. I was still a friend of mine over there and he was a criminal. Like he had been a criminal. He was, he's in the fashion industry now. But when I was in New York and I was saying the standard line of like, oh, you know, like we don't have any gun problems in Australia because they've got strict fucking rules on automatic weapons and guns and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you guys should just do that. And he was like, dude, you don't know. It's like, we used to rob houses. This is a guy that's like my age. He's like, when I was growing up, we used to rob houses and you would literally find out who didn't have a gun and you would do a home invasion with guns and take their shit. And if you found out that they had a gun, you just wouldn't do it. You'd just do it on someone else. So if they were doing a thing where they would have like an amnesty and people were, you know, because exactly what would happen if there was an amnesty now, there would be like people on Instagram going, look at me, you're giving my guns back. And everyone would be like, I'm going to rob you with my gun. Yeah, true. It's a fucking deep, 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 deep problem. It's not yeah. going to be solved. 
It's certainly not going to be solved overnight. But yeah, Brian Kohlberger, dude, like that that's a pretty crazy thing. Do you think, you reckon that the chick was involved? I don't think so. I think she was just dumb. That is an exceptional level of dumb. It's America. They know mine. Like you shouldn't be, don't get me wrong, she shouldn't have been like trying to stop him, but she should definitely have been... 911ing that shit immediately like yeah. that just doesn't make it doesn't make sense like the dude saw her she saw him and what he was just like and you know what quota i can only kill two angel fish or whatever it is at a time yeah a lot of it doesn't make sense very interested to see how that plays out angel fish <laughs> was it angel what fish was it it's barramundi <laughs> no what? another one jew fish jew fish yeah there was a four jew fish maximum in um two two idaho two <laughs> god damn it and no automatic jew fishes Absolutely not. What's the Jewish community feel about Jewfish? I don't imagine. Oh, hang on. Because it's not spelt J-E-W. It's spelt D-H-U. D-H-U. But there is so a Jewfish. Is that? J-E-W. Is that the one that's got the little light that hangs over its head? They're just particularly good with money. Ma'am. Once again, my Idaho four story it just seems to fall a little bit short of the mark. What do you need? I don't know. You need intrigue. More. There's more intrigue when we need she developments. She had something. That's developments. Look it up. Idaho four. Idaho four have been collaborating with the Jackson five. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that was seven days ago. I'm well ahead of all of this. Yeah, you spoke about this. So Idaho four, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing going on. Look at the dude though. He looks pretty smug. I watched the Japanese Squid Games, Alice in Borderlands. Oh, yeah? Was it any good? No, I don't think so, but I watched the whole thing. It, it wasn't bad. I liked the concept, but it was one of those ones where it ended, and it was kind of like, and then he woke up from a dream, you know? like Yeah, right. Like, oh, really? Was that it? It was kind of really interesting at the end. Like They could have gone a few ways with it, and I think they kind of fucked it, but um, the other thing is... I was far too stoned to try and like read captions, so I listened to it dubbed, which is a oh, that's no -no. terrible, yeah, big no-no. I watched Squid Games with captions because you can hear the voices of the people. And I, I find that within twenty minutes, it's, oh. it's irrelevant. Like I'm just watching, like it's like oh yeah, I, I can speak Korean. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and in fairness. If there was captions all the time, I could speak Korean That's true. fluently. That's true. I understand it at least. But yeah, I watched that and it was pretty good. It's pretty gruesome. There's a lot of stabbings and a lot of shootings and a lot of other things. I wonder if people are, I wonder if Koreans are upset at Japanese. Because I know that the Asians don't get along very well. They're all extremely racist. I believe yeah. from memory that... That's a pretty I big think call. But <laughs> no, 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 it's true. I think... Uh, <laughs> Double down. I think that the South Koreans... Now, there's a few that hate everyone. I think it's the Japanese hate the Chinese, Chinese hate the Japanese, North Well, the Korea Japanese tried to invade China in the Second World War. Hate everyone. They all hate the Vietnamese. <laughs> it's like... This is a it's lot. Really it's really convoluted. I did we, did. we did chat to a part Chinese friend of mine about this a while ago, and he was, he was saying that the, the racism between Asian nations is pretty extreme. Do you know who would be really good to um, consult on this topic? Is probably Ch Ch Chang Pain Puppy. Yeah, that's Luke who I was Chang. talking about. He was, he, oh. was, he was filling me in on these okay. details. Uh, well, I need you to message in, Luke, uh, if you hear this, and tell us the hierarchy of Asian hate and who hates who the most. That's it. 
from the perception of a Australian Chinese man. Yeah, I'd be very interested. Um, the, uh, the Japanese really don't like white people either, especially the old ones. They got a name for us. Guys. Dude, that is completely reasonable. We dropped nuclear bombs on them. Yeah, but why? Dude, because we had them, not because of any other reason. They were being very naughty. Dude, they were not being that naughty, <laughs> considering what we'd just been fighting. Well, look, I, it's funny that you bring this up, because I read something today, and I know it's probably a, a fact that's been bandied around for a long time in, in helping justify the use of nuclear weapons, but 66,000 Japanese people died across the two bombs. The only way that they would have stopped that war is by... America and the Allies invading Japan, in which case more than 2 million Japanese people would have died and equally as many Allied forces would have died. So by killing 66,000, you might have saved 1.4 or more million, or 1.64 million. I understand and I agree, but you're talking about civilians and not soldiers. They would have been able to, like generally in conflict, it's soldiers that are getting killed, generally. So yeah, it would have been a long and arduous and horrible fucking war. But they just dropped bombs on... Did you know that um, it was Nagasaki and Hiroshima? Hiroshima had not been involved. It hadn't been touched by the war. So Tokyo had been bombed quite a bit mm -hmm. in, in airstrikes. But Hiroshima was like Perth was during COVID. It was just like, eh, it's kind of, we're good. Everything's fine. So people were actually fleeing to Hiroshima and being like, it's business as usual. And then they dropped that fucking bomb on there. And the majority of that city was made of wood. Yeah, well, a lot of Japan is still yeah. really mm. sustainable. Mm. I mean, if we're, if it was made of, it's like the three little pigs thing. It's like they were like huff and puff and blow your wood house down. Yeah, they were like, they I like the doors out of paper, here. Scott. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, even if it was a building, it's still going to go at the time. Absolutely, it's the, it's a bomb. But it's surprising because Japan generally are pretty cool. They're pretty cool with people. So is Vietnam. Apparently Vietnam is like a pretty yeah, chill place to visit. Not not back in the 40s, eh? Like the Japanese had come out of... Dude, in the period. 40s, were you going to come like what the week after you dropped the ball and be like, hey, uh, can we check out Disney World? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, dude, last week you killed 66,000. Disney World in the 40s, and that's my point. Yeah. It was the fucking, what do they call it? Iron Curtain or something? They came out of 200 or however Isolation. Many complete closure to the rest of the world mm. they wouldn't even they, and they were pretty happy with that themselves. they just popped over to Pearl Harbor and were like oh, fuck off if I hit life fuck off and they were like how dare you nuclear bomb I think the Japanese picked the wrong side and they fucked up nearly oh, they nearly they nearly yeah. bet the right way very very <laughs> nearly I've been on some more Dan Carlin oh, yeah. dude learning about the Russian side so yeah, the, there's, yeah. there's one called Ghost of the Ostfront which I'm listening to now which is about the Eastern Front and about the um, the Germans fighting the Russians. Oh, they were as bad as each other, dude. They were real, real grim. They were doing some wildly hectic shit. I don't know if I spoke about it on here before, but they were um, they were having a lot of trouble with the trucks and the tanks getting bogged because the conflict went into spring and then winter. And they were like, you know what is going to work? Instead of um, jamming bits of wood, you know, you get your car stuck and... They're like German soldiers. So they just put a whole bunch of them down on the ground and use them. As grip. Yep. And there's roads going from Russia into Germany that they literally hosed down all these dead bodies in trenches and then just encapsulated them in ice. And then when 
the Germans were coming to try and fight the Russians, they were looking down on the floor and just being like, "Yeah, there's like thousands of bosses." Yeah, right. they were absolutely brutal. It's it's almost hard to listen to. Like I was at the gym yesterday and I was like, "I'm gonna put on some Central C and just chill the fuck out right now." Like, straight back to it. It's too much hard history for me today. And Dan Carlin's use of the word again is fucking killing me. Like he's brilliant, but the word again. It's he funny cannot pronounce. On, he's like, again. It's funny you pick up on some things that people do and you cannot fucking lose it. Just the little things that you'd find cute uh-huh. about something in the beginning and then you're like, I hate this. I fucking hate this. <laughs> it's too much. I've written some notes on some things from when I got stoned during the week and wrote profound things, but they don't really have a segue into what we're talking about. I don't have much. I have um, noticed that there seems to be a proclivity for these fucking cunt protesters to start defacing famous artworks um to to protest whatever the fuck they want to protest this week yeah i don't really i don't really understand i don't see the logic it's like yeah defacing art because it's that same thing where people are like oh we're gonna you don't care about this so how dare you care about this it's like it's like just because you're mad doesn't normally you're right like, that's the biggest issue that we have in the modern world, I think, is that people, for some fucking reason, think that if they're upset about something, that they're automatically righteous. It's like, that is a tantrum. Like, that's a fucking tantrum. We teach that out of fucking six-year-olds when it's like sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. You need to be able to measure... There needs to be a measured response to things. And you can't just be like, I'm taking, you know... I lost a fucking football, so I'm going to pop the ball and no one's going to be allowed to play anymore or something. Mm. I'm going to fucking dig up the the fo- football pitch. It's like, if if something, if an atrocity has happened, look into it, find out what's going on and find a way that you can work against that. And sadly, the wheels of justice move very slowly. So I think that people want that like shortcut to it where they're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to stand in, you know, I'm going to spray paint Woodside on this. It's all very broad strokes. It's like, it's not going to work. Nah. It's nah. obviously not going to work. All you do is just put yourself... It's like that girl that goes into fucking... The high-end stores, like, wearing, like, animal blood. Tash Peterson. Is that her? That's her. It's mental. Mm. It's like, you're mental. And all you're doing is just showing how mental you are. It's like, oh, no, I'm an activist. She got... And then every now and then there's a guy that pops up with her. Yeah, it's just her boyfriend. She got only fans, bro. Oh, dude, dude's a cuck. He's definitely just like, yeah, babe, no good. <laughs> Try dating after that. No Be good. like, whoa, what's your ex like? Adam uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> blood. Uh, yeah, she sucks. You it's see like, Greta Thunberg got fucking... Uh, faked her arrest. Well, that was the thing. I was watching that. It doesn't look like she faked it, but it looks like the... I mean, the thing is, if you're going to arrest a high-profile person, you're going to be pretty chill about it. Like, they're not going to, like, beat her up, right? So she was getting her... I saw her, like, posing for photos and they were holding her and stuff, but I do think that maybe part of that was that they were like, we don't want to do anything here that's going to... Because imagine what it's like putting hands on Greta Thunberg and going, oh, the world is going to fucking destroy us personally. We're going to get doxxed, all of that. Yeah, so why would you then pick her up and drag her out? The I saw the one where they were having a conversation. Yeah. It was pretty chill. What was it? Bring up the Greta Thunberg thing. Just try and find the photo copy of her, like, just like, getting dragged If you out. just go to Twitter and then just go Greta Thunberg... Because that's the thing, it's everything wants to be black and white. Like, there's just, like, dudes out there going, this is bullshit. And then there's other dudes going, you know, it's... It, 
everyone wants it to be salacious, but the majority of the world isn't that. Like, it's not amazingly good and amazingly bad and nothing in between. Mm. So if you just go where she was arrested, just search Greta Thunberg arrest. Like, imagine being those cops. They'd just be like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, I mean, film. Like, what is going to happen here? Yeah, watch this. They just walk off, right? And then they just let it go once everyone stopped filming. Ready? And that did not look like the body posture of a woman who's about to be fucking arrested. It's a good <laughs> thing they have all that face shielding equipment. Yeah, exactly. Madness. Madness. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the other day about the fact that um, this is like a weird thing. Like celebrities and what celebrities mean to people. Mm. And the idea of buying paraphernalia. You know, like you buy, like they'll be like, oh, a signed Babe Ruth thing goes for so much money and you're just thinking about that because i was watching someone that's what i was talking about before with that um i'll be gone in the dark and the the woman that had passed away her husband was signing copies of the book it's like i've got a signed copy of the book and i was thinking about the the logic behind that like we all want like something that has been it, been touched by the person and i was trying to think about why that is like and I think the only thing I can come up with is that getting a photo with someone or buying something like a game-worn jersey or getting an autograph was like, is this tangible thing where something better than you exists. It's like proof that, proof that if you try hard enough, not maybe not if you try hard enough, but it's proof that like there is something fucking amazing in the world. Like if you met, if you had like Kobe Bryant signed basketball, you're like, he touched this and he signed this and he was great. And it's like a tangible object to be like, that actually exists. That person actually existed. And I thought it's just like a weird concept because I don't know what it actually, what do you think that that actually means to people? Like in our psyche deep down is like, it's not that you have some connection to it because you don't. Like if you, especially if you buy like an auctioned item, it's still like something that people want is it like because it it makes the myth more real mm. yeah um i think what you said before it's like there's you got no connection to it i think you kind of might do in some situations like let's say you bought a signed basketball that was used in a game that you watched and like you identify that game or something and that's your connection to that your connection to that person so, yeah, I, I don't know. I I understand why people want that shit. But on a deeper level, like why? I mean, because I do. Like, I'd, I'd love to have like a 99 Man United ball signed by the team. I've like looked for that sort of thing before because it meant something to me. But I think it's that thing where you actually can actually touch something or see something and be like, that. it kind of makes it more real. But then on the back end of that, we have like, it kind of potentially lets you know what's possible in the world it's like oh yeah these people did something that i that encapsulated that it that, in, that captivated the world and it's like that is the beauty of life is that that can happen and and maybe having a tangible physical fucking object that was a part of that or has been touched by someone that was a part of that is something that makes sense yeah i like how deep you're digging into it but i think for like 90 percent of people who collect that sort of shit it's literally because they might have the chance of smelling david beckham's ball sweat on some fucking game worn shorts i think it's really that i've never thought about that yeah. i don't know and i think maybe because most of them are behind glass right like 
crack that bitch open, boy. There is that thing where people are like, I, you know, I have this and potentially it will increase in value and stuff. But it does make that kind of idea of what celebrity means interesting. And I think it's probably tied similarly to the way that we aspire for, we aspire to the idea of celebrity and we aspire to the idea of like greatness. And everyone is kind of like intrinsically connected to that because it's a, it's above you, but then below you, you don't really want to go there. Mm. So like, we're kind of fascinated by the stories of people that are downtrodden or have the, the opposite of that, the soft white underbelly sort of stuff. But that's something that people want to understand less because I think if, if you gave the same amount of attention to the awful things that happen in the world as you do to the amazing things that can happen in the world, I think it would just be too overwhelming. You'd just be like, whoa, the world is too fucking massive a spectrum for me to be able to wake up every morning and find solace in a middle ground. So that's why you get like obsessed with misery and you're like, oh, I got to get out of this. I need to fucking chill the fuck out and stop reading, stop watching with soft white underbelly or stop reading fucking serial killer books. And then you can swing the other way and be like, I'm going to watch the Kardashians and you're like, oh, everything is, everything is pointless. Mm. Everything is fucked. These are the things that go on in my mind. Yeah, it's a strange, strange world in there. Mm. I'm quite glad I'm not in it. It's pretty good. I was just saying, like my my basis on that in the end was that if we all, if we all genuinely saw each other as human beings, like we all genuinely saw each other as just someone that was born and somehow got to this position, like a lot of problems would probably be solved. Where you'd be like, oh, I understand, mm. I understand your struggle. Like I'm not going to be mad at my fucking Uber Eats driver for parking a block away and not knowing his way to my house because. Who is someone like we're pretty cool in terms of like dealing with people? I feel like. Is there someone that you could meet that would just send you totally fangirl? You you reckon you wouldn't be able to do it? Man, there's tons. Like, I have a pretty good barometer for that because I've had issues. I've had situations where I could meet people and I've turned it down because I know that I'm not going to be able to be as composed as I would like to be. Right. They're super fucking weird ones as well. Mm. So I did a lot of work for Origin and the people who put on Origin would occasionally have drum and bass superstars and stuff come through and I used to go to dinner with them all the time because I didn't give a shit about drum and bass at all so wouldn't know them from a bar of soap so it was like a very easy thing to go and hang out with these people because there was no you know it was like what's your yeah. name as opposed to me having any interest in it and I remember we were in London once and there was um I really like Plan B like a lot and he did that Strickland Banks album and one of our friends was living with him in London and he was like, oh, do you want to... We were at a place called the Alibi in Dalston, me and you. And um, he was like, do you want to come up and meet Ben, who's plan B? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> because it's not like I wouldn't... It's not like I would lose my... I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I love this. I'd just be like... I'd just be awkward. I just wouldn't be myself. Because it's like I listen to your fucking music all the time and I think it's incredible. Mm. And that's going to be an awkward thing. I'm not going to be able to just be my normal self. Mm. So yeah, like I get to meet famous people that aren't, that don't mean anything to me, no problem, and see them as complete human beings and be mm -hmm. com completely fine. And I've done that a lot. You, you, you'd hope to think that you would be cool with the coolest, you know, the coolest people. Like I'd love to meet Roy Keane, play for Man United. He's just like a salty Irishman, but I don't think he'd like me very much because he doesn't like anything mm. and that would destroy me because <laughs> I'd really like to be his friend. What about you? I don't know. Anna Diamas. That's a different time of f fandom, my friend. 
I hope that I get in that position one day to experience it. Do you think that she would, like, do you think on, on a cold meet, she would be like, because you need to think about what celebrities, like what people that have everything are actually looking for. And if they were yeah, just wanting to feel real. I know for certain she's looking for a dude who lives in a three by two in fucking woodlands. <laughs> With a car that's point. <laughs> With a fucked car. There's some people, I mean, I think Christina Aguilera married in Normie. Man, I reckon celebrities would do better off if they married in normies from time to time. It's yeah, but I mean, think about the insecurity that you have on the other side of that. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, on the red car, but they're like, Christina, Christina, like, can we get one with just her? And you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> just mare off into the distance. I think you just need to understand your place at the end of the day. Yeah, but what is that place? So you're in a relationship and everyone's like, you got to play goose, bro. you got to be good. But everyone's just going to be saying to you, just going, man, it's crazy what Amanda, what's her name? Anna. Anna. They'd be like, man, Anna is like, how did you guys meet? Like, what's her next movie role? What's it like that everything would be about her mm. based on you? No one's going to be like, Anna, like, what's going on with Josh's Audi? <laughs> <laughs> I would have two jobs if I was with Anna de Armas, and that is to cook and fuck. <laughs> And they can ask me any other question. How long would that I, last you though? Because you know as well as I do that like everyone can look at relationships with like stunningly attractive people, but like any relationship after the first year, like how attractive the person is, is not, you're not seeing them as that person anymore. You're seeing them as the three dimensional person that you are spending all your time with. Yeah. And people can get tired of anything and they can get upset at it. 100%. Yeah. It's like, I think David Beckham fucked the, the chick that cleans his house mm. and he had posh spice. Yeah, Posh Spice also eats the same fucking meal every night for like as long as she's been alive. So that tells me she's a boring cunt. How do you know this? I've I've read it. (laughs) (laughs) You believe it? Hold just chill for a second and just think about it. Do you believe it? Yeah, I do because David commented on it. (laughs) I'll bring it up so that we can clarify. I think that this is a ludicrous They fully had a conversation about it. Dude, I think you're gullible. Bruh. Are you bringing up Daily Mail or News of the World? Literally, right Sport Bible. I get quite emotional about food and wine. When I'm eating something great, I want everyone to try it, he admitted. Beckham. Unfortunately, I'm married to someone that has eaten the same thing for the last 25 years. Since I met her, she only eats grilled fish, steamed vegetables. She will rarely deviate from that. Dude, what you're talking about is society's fucking hold that nah, it has on women. I think she's from fucking some arsehole of England and doesn't know anything except for the bland palate she's been given. Dude, she has had the opportunity to have... And I reckon she was like, no, I don't eat that. No, but she's like, man, if I have an ounce of fat on me, I'm going to get fucking assassinated yeah, in the media. Yeah, she couldn't sing for shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do you know who eats a fuck ton of cool shit? Adele. Scary Spice. <laughs> Adele is Jamaican food, man. <laughs> she out here. Yeah, she does. She was skeptical. Yeah, she was. Did she no, see? She, she went from me. No, 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 no. Skepto. Yeah. She had like, um, she was like Adele, Adele, normal Adele, voice of a generation. And then, yeah, she lost a bunch of weight and like looked like Caribbean or something. Everyone was like really mad at her. Yeah, right. But no one's mad at like Ariana Grande for having a spray tan that is mm. pretty bl- unacceptable. Pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She went one too many shades down on the old Pantone color palette. I wonder if they've got that at spray tanning places. Where they're like, acceptable, acceptable, acceptable. And they're like, that is blackface. (laughs) 
Someone call in. So we definitely have someone that gets spray tans listening. Is there a thing? Is there would have to be a thing. Like imagine, because you know, girls get spray tans for weddings. Yep. And respect to it. Like you, there's some shit that you need to, you don't need to, but there's some shit that you feel the pressure to do as a woman for events like that. There's got to be a spray tan level, which is unacceptable. There's got to be one where you would rock up and people would be like, dude, that is not cool. I'm no expert, but I feel like it might not necessarily be the color that you pick as opposed to how long it stays on and potentially the depth of delivery application. When you're dating and like someone, then there's a wedding and like a, the night before the wedding, girl's like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> and you're so tempted that while they're asleep just to put like a fucking uh, inverted cross on their back or something, you know, like a dick. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we just get up in the morning and we're like, oh, I guess I better iron a shirt. Eh? I know, but I, in fairness to everyone, I've never looked that good at a wedding. I always am just like, yeah, you know, I just chuck a suit on and like it's suddenly I'm going to turn into the fucking she's all that girl, mm. you know, like that takes off her glasses and everyone's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, no, you just look like you haven't made an effort <laughs> and you put on a suit. I'm like, yes, that's precisely what happened. I think I started using moisturizer this year. It, does, it just makes my eyes sting when I go to the gym. Yeah, it doesn't do anything, I feel. And I think that we get away with it better by doing nothing. Dude, we have the fucking dream scenario. We piss standing up. We don't have to fucking prepare or do anything. It's like, especially man, being single now, like the level of effort that girls go to in the early stages is astonishing. That I feel bad. Mm. Like I'm like, I vacuumed my apartment. <laughs> like, thank you for the lingerie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like clean underwear. Seriously, it's like they, they, they. It's so slanted. It's fucking insane. True. But I do think there is joy in it. I think that that's part of the process is like girls can really spend time making themselves look beautiful. And mm. Wait, t- tell me if I'm in the wrong here. I was once dating a girl and we were in Sydney on like holiday and staying in a hotel room. And I just ordered via Uber Eats, like what could only be described as a metric ton of bad food. Fried. Right. Yeah. There was tenders, there was burgers, there was saturated chips. fats on dead animals, oh, yeah. Right. And we were both like vibing it. Like yeah. we, were, we were ready. And she's like, Oh, I brought all this lingerie. Should I show you? But I'm looking at my Uber Eats being like, This man is pretty close to the hotel. She comes out in this lingerie and I was immediately distracted by the food. <laughs> and she got quite mad. <laughs> Which is yeah, I feel you. But all I'm saying to you, Scott, is did she choose a really an opportune time to go showcasing that when she knew full well I had burgers on the way? Potentially your inability to fucking multitask. I, don't get me wrong though. There is that thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to take something nice and weaponize it against you. What I think she's failed to recognize is like when I'm in eating mood, I'm not necessarily in like fucking mood. They're two primal things. So like I was preparing myself for a feast. And I was going to like take my pants off and like get really comfortable. Mm. And then she comes out, she flips a script on me with the sexy. Yeah. So she sounds sexy and you sound awful in this Correct. scenario. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, I don't want to be awful. Okay. What's the scenario of that for a dude? <laughs> Do you we... know what rejection? Rejection's crazy. Sexy? <laughs> no, I don't think you can. Come I've done it before where I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to make myself like... <laughs> It's just like, you don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> this helicopter was for you. 
Yeah. And then they, then you've got the humor to sex ratio, which is just tough. Yeah. Because I know some funny guys that are funny, fucking quirky people. And I'm like, how do you have sex? Mm. Because to me, it would seem very yes. awkward where you'd be like, and then you'd be like, oh, fuck you. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> it's like, it, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. But in that scenario, I don't know. They're two primal things, eating and sex. I think if you were early in the relationship, you would be like, let's, like nothing matters except for me having sex with you. I think if you're like two years in, you'd be like, babe, put on a fucking shirt. That'd be very easy. Well, you can do this in the morning. Yeah, maybe that's what I did last. Yeah, just it's tough. Like, eating like a fucking bacon and cheese burger with this nice lingerie, like didn't didn't really work for the Yeah, aesthetic. it's tough. There's conversations that need to be had. I mean, it, it, you can't, yeah, you, you can't post. If your food has been delivered, the idea of having sex after that is like... There's a window. Hey, do you want to have mediocre, like, full food sex? If you were having, like... Because what food can you order? Because every time you look at the fucking menu on that Uber Eats, there's a fucking... There's a real cheap side of you that's like, I'm going to get the most for the least right here. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're never, like... Like, you've never under-ordered Uber Eats in your life. You're like, can you deliver me a bunch of shit that is terrible for me? Yeah. And at, some and that I might be able to have later because yeah. I refrigerate and then it. And then after you've ordered, it's like, hey, they might also go past that cookie place. Yeah. That, yeah. And you're like, do you want Baskin Robbins for free? No, but all that, yeah, all that does is make you go, yeah, no, I'm, obviously. I'm not that fucking guy. Like, at least I'm, like, I've got control of myself. It's like, your 22 nuggets and your fucking Big Mac have just arrived. <laughs> That's wild, though, because it is kind of sexy to see a girl eat um junk food in lingerie it's sexy to watch a girl do anything in lingerie the concept of it yes in my head i'm like why why would you not enjoy that but at the time i was like this is not the right time for no this. for me like you need to put it in you'd be like okay let's <laughs> this food is coming it's gonna sit there and we are gonna earn it i think that that's the win right but if you're like hunger and anger are so close to each other they were weren't they yeah so you'd just be like this is a inopportune time for you to be pulling out such things. Selfish, even. You know what, though? When you do do that, though, this is the tough thing I find about a relationship is like any advance or anything, anything that can happen, you're like, you need to really think about it because everything can and will be used against you. And it works on both sides where you'd be like, she might do that and then she'd be like, six months down the line or a year down the line, you'd be like, Remember that time? And Why don't you wear, yeah, like, like it'd be cool if you wore some lingerie and we could kind of, and she'd be well, like, I fucking did that and you fucking did this and I'll never do that again. And you're like, contextually, I was very hungry. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> but you get it. Like, and that's what, imagine that's what it's like having kids. Like you would just fucking, they'll be like, look at this picture, look at this picture. And you'd be like, fucking, I'm just, I'm trying to watch the fucking last minute of extra time. And then they'll be like, I never drew again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to be assertive. You need to be on point at uh -huh. all times. But this is why I'm not in a fucking relationship. It's why you're not in a relationship. It terrifies me. Yeah, bitches be crazy. It's not... I'm, you might... Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. I don't get you. But I think... We're all fucking crazy. I am fucking mental. And for me to open my mentalness up to someone and have them accept that is such a huge thing. 
but then for me to reject them after accepting that is almost unfair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm going to open myself up at that level to someone, I need to make sure that I'm, that I'm fucking committed. You know what mm. I mean? Because to be like, hey, I'm fucking, this is everything that's going on with me. And then to be like, I still like you. And then me to be like, eh, kind of not into it. Oof, that's a fucking stab. That is a stab. That's a Brian Kohlberger to the face. <laughs> Dude, we got fight. We were really, we were fucking flying oh, there for a while. I think we were fucking, we were doing pretty well for a while. Yeah. Uh, how, how long are we? We're two, the, we're two fucking hours, bro. Uh, Guys, Patreon. Patreons, thank you so much. You were hearing some shit that is definitely not going to make the fucking final cut. Appreciate everyone for listening and thank you. Peace.